today we're going to be continuing the story of God. We're going to be talking about Cain and Abel. We're going to recap just a little bit. The first week, um, Joey talked about creation and how God made the world, and it was good, and it was whole, and it was right, and everything was amazing. Um, and then the second week, God made humans as in his own image, um, showing the world what God is like because they're in the image of God. And he gave them dominion over the earth. And then the third week, Adam and Eve fell into sin. They rejected God's wise and all-knowing plan, and they turned their backs on God. But in all of this, what we're seeing is that this is our God's world, and that the God who made this world will also save this world. I'm going to say that again. This is our God's world, and the God who made this world will also save this world. So today we're going to be talking about Cain and Abel. We're going to be reading Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. You guys can go ahead and open your Bibles. Otherwise, you can turn to the screen. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of his firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? Verse 7, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and they were in the field. Cain rose up against his brother, Abel, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Verse 11, And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work on the... In, Sorry, when you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to, it, to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the land. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest anyone who found him should attack him. Last verse. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Canaan. So many of us are familiar with this story. We know Cain kills Abel the first murder in the Bible. These are the offspring of Adam and Eve. The first thing that I want to mention today is that 
sin will often take you further than you wanted to go. You see, when we see Cain, we see that he sins and it's terrible. But Cain wasn't expecting the response that God had. Cain didn't realize that God was going to cast him from his presence and that he would be a wanderer on the earth. First of all, I see myself in Cain quite a bit. For starters, his willingness to just jump right into sin, right? So we see in, um, I think it's verse 7, it might be verse 8. Verse 7, God says, Sin is crouching at your door, but you must master it. And verse 8, with like literally no segue or anything, it just goes straight into, so Cain kills Abel. Right? How many of us, that's us? It's like God tells us something, and it's just like, boom. Like, I just went right against it. Like, I'd like to think that there's often this, like, deep internal struggle and, like, this long, like, segue between, but it's, it's like the next verse, right? Like, like, I know I'm not supposed to do it, but I do it anyway. We see that in Cain, but we see it in ourselves. Can I tell you, because we, most of us, uh, hopefully all of us, haven't murdered anybody, we frequently look at Cain and we don't think anything of it. We think, I want to be like Abel. But the truth is, most of us are much more like Cain. Presenting crap sacrifices to the Lord that he rejects, and then we get mad at God and others because of it. The problem wasn't that his sin had these earthly consequences, though. It wasn't like he got thrown into jail or somebody else came and avenged Abel. But what happened was that his sin drove him from the presence of God. That's where the story ends. The last verse says this, Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord. You see, sin is terrible, and frequently it does have consequences here on the earth. But that's not the issue. The issue is that our sin drives us from the presence of God. You see, we were created to have communion with God. That's what the last three weeks were about, that Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. And when they fell, they were driven from the Garden of Eden. When Cain sins, he's driven away from the presence of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, many of us know this says this, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is Christ Jesus our Lord, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, we're just like Cain, where we run into sin, we run into evil, we make those choices. Frequently with no regard for the idea that it's going to draw us away from the presence of God. But the beautiful thing is this. See, Genesis chapter 4, verse 10 says this, And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. But if we skip forward in the story. See, the story of God is just the Bible. And so we recognize that Genesis 4 is not the end of the story. So let's move a little forward to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. It says this, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. You see, we might be like Cain, but Jesus is the new and better Abel. Abel died at the hands or at the hands of Cain even though he was innocent. But Jesus gave his life freely. Abel His blood cries out for judgment. But Jesus' blood cries out for mercy. You see, when Cain killed Abel, Abel's blood cries out for vengeance, cries out for judgment. But you and I, we're like Cain. And through our sin, we've crucified Jesus. But his blood isn't crying out for vengeance. His blood is crying out for mercy. You see, there's a difference between the story of Cain and Abel and the story of us and Jesus. We've failed, we've sinned, we've done it over and over again. And while we should be driven from the presence of God, Jesus' blood cries out to forgive them because they know not what they do. You see, through His blood, we deserve vengeance, but instead we get mercy. 